This is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. Hello, and welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. I am Elaine, and today we're going to talk about the benefits you get by using our six levers to optimize the ROI of your consulting spec. But before we get into today's episode, let me give you guys a small recap about our previous six lever series episode. So consulting sourcing maturity is key to successfully transform your procurement for consulting services. To develop this maturity, organizations should invest in defining processes and workflows, building tools such as taxonomies or grids for make or buy analysis or training their teams on best practices. So digital platform can also provide an overview of the spend and be flexible enough to accompany the organization up the ladder towards a more mature state. Yet it's not just about technology, you know, mindset and ways of working play an important role too. By implementing a few key principles, we have all that's required to realize true success here. Now we can maximize our impact while monitoring cost and creating a collaborative work atmosphere. So this is how savvy professionals optimize their return on investment and it's a triple victory. So if you want to learn more about improving your consulting sourcing maturity, please watch your previous episode. And for those watching on YouTube, you can click on the info card on the screen. You can also follow us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Samsung podcast, any major streaming platform actually for more information like this and if at any point you like this video don't forget to give us a thumbs up but back to our topic and today we are going to talk about what are the benefits of using all our six levers to optimize the ROI of your consulting space so optimizing the return on investment of consulting can significantly impact your company bottom line by carefully evaluating the cost and the impact of consulting services, you can ensure that you are getting the most value for your money. So this can include identify areas where costs can be reduced, such as negotiating better rates with consultants or finding more cost-effective suppliers. But it can also be by focusing on a high value consulting project initiative. And that's how you can maximize the impact of your consulting and drive greater returns. So by optimizing the ROI of your consulting spend, you can not only improve your financial performance, but you can also achieve your strategic goal faster and often higher, further than you expected. And this is what you gain from our six lever approach. So in a nutshell, but if you want to get the maximum ROI from your consulting project, you will have to involve all the six levers. And the first thing to consider is what projects you're investing. And that takes us back to our first lever, which is investing in the right projects. So you need to focus your resources and your money on the project that matter the most. And to do that, you need to identify which project are strategic, which ones give you the maximum impact. 
It can be projects that adventure strategy. It can be projects that enable you to launch projects that adventure strategy or only projects that have a high ROI so that you can have more resources to launch those strategic projects that are not in your budget, that within, you know, without of your budget. So you have to start by asking yourself, what are the main goals you want to achieve in the next three years? Now, how would these goals be translating into project? And which one will be outsourced to external consultants? These are the projects that you need to focus on. So you may even wonder, ask me, oh, Ellen, aren't you just avoiding costs by not investing in certain projects? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm doing. Investing in the right project will not only save the cost, actually, because since you're working on the project that matter most, the impact on your strategy and your organization will be higher. You are increasing your impact. And when you increase the impact and you reduce the cost, you're improving the ROI of your project. It's that simple. So now one another benefit of using the CISC levers is getting more organized and structured in the way you use, buy, and manage consulting. So what do I mean by being more organized and more structured? So first of all, you need to have a structured FP process where you make sure that the main stakeholders are involved early in the process and that the final RFP is a compromise that tells you that everybody is aligned internally. And the consultants would then know that you have a clear vision and that everyone in the organization is on board with that vision. Then you have a list of preferred suppliers you can choose from as a first intention. Of course, you will have projects where you need to chase for another consultant, another profile, but this should not represent more than 20% of your project. Your internal stakeholders should find their dream team in the list that you already have. But if you're able to have a dynamic PSL that covers more than 80% of your needs, it means that you can build relationships with your strategic suppliers. And that means they will be familiar with your organization. This is intimacy that we have discussed previously. The consultants know you, they know what works for you and what doesn't. They know your culture, your ways of working and the important people in your organization. You know, and they probably also know where you want to go with this project and what you've done in the past already. But when a consultant is new to your company, they don't have that insider knowledge. So they can only assume what you want. And the less your consultants know about you and your project, the riskier for them. And this risk was definitely reflect in the cost of that proposal, unless... You have defined your needs very well in the RFP. You have made sure the expectations were clear for your consulting partner and your internal stakeholders. And then, and only then, the consulting firm will be ready to adjust the price. So indeed, being organized and structured can get you better prices. And going one step further in the process, managing your project, and in particular, the change in scope, duration, or staffing, will help you keep your cost under control. So 
Controlling your cost and getting the impact and value deliver is not only about having the right consultants, but also the right decision-making process and procedures that go around that decision. What you're looking here is not the lower price or the most impact. You know, we have an expression in French for that. We, we say that we work with the moins disant, which literally means the one that says less. That's the lowest bidder, as opposed to le mieux disant, the one who says better, which is the most cost-effective bidder. So what you should be looking for here is the most cost-effective solution, the one with the best ROI. And when I say optimize your consulting spend, I don't just think about the cost. I think value and impact from consulting at a reasonable cost. And you must be very practical in thinking about each step of the process you need to optimize. So to make sure things run as smoothly and efficiently as possible, you want all parties to work well together. So how can you make sure that your teams reach their maximal potential when buying consulting services? So I stress a lot about how procurement and business line should work closely on project. And this is not something that happens with a snap of your fingers, right? This takes time and will eventually improve over time. But as I always say in the podcast, there's no way you can maximize the ROI of your consulting spend without your business line and your procurement working very closely together. And the tough problem is that consulting in one of those categories where everyone in the company could become a client. You know, when you look at direct procurement, for instance, uh, you have your um, directors that are involved in production, technical director, operation director, et cetera. But that's pretty it. Then you have like 10 to 20 people to work with. So it gets easy to develop relationship and work closely with them because there's a limited number of people. But when it comes to indirect procurement, such as consulting, the scope of who can launch a project is much broader. You know, you have strategy, you have marketing, you have this, the C-suite, you have admin, admin you have uh, operation, HR, procurement, supply chain, and so on. Everyone in the company might need consulting. Everyone might want to launch a project. And to be honest, you cannot develop relationships with everyone, especially since buyers in charge of consulting are often young professionals, you know, freshly hired, that do not have the internal network or the way to talk to those senior leaders. So what can you do in this situation? You will need to build your network little by little, starting with your larger spenders. So the first thing is that you need to identify who are your biggest users within your organization through a spend analysis. And you can look through the spend dimension or the strategic dimension. Then you should ask around your colleagues in procurement to understand who is the easiest to approach, who's the most open to innovation or to new ways of working. You know, when I, when I started uh, my career last century, so it was in September 99, so I guess it still qualifies on last century, I was in charge of quality management and supposed to prepare our teams to an ISO 9000 certification. And... I had only worked one year before that, and I knew nothing about gas distribution, gas distribution or energy because I'm a civil engineer by training. But during my previous job in construction, there was that one guy who told me, you know, look around and find that guy who's willing to teach you. 
And um, you know, that's exactly what I did. I just genuinely asked my teams to teach me about my job. And, and you know, they just did. And they were quite happy about it. I was more than 20 years younger than them, you know? And, um, but, and, and that's for the young ones who are listening. I, I'll be your Yoda for like a couple of minutes. So question you will ask, no dumb question there are. Most professionals are more than happy to share the knowledge. So go for it. Dare to ask for a bit of their time and listen to them and their experience. I can assure you that in 99% of the time, you will end up savvier and you'll be relationship that lasts. And just for your information, I'm still in contact with my first boss 20 years after that. So, you know, this is how you start your network, but it also applies to more seasoned professional. Once you have that, you know, core network, you can go further and further in your organization. And it, Good thing is that it will also ensure that your stakeholders are, are satisfied because you're able to deliver. You bring new consultants to the table, help them, you guide them to get better impact. And then obviously they will be more willing to work with you. So this how collaboration gets you, you know, kind of the, the most benefits, the, the major benefits of optimizing your the area of your consulting space. So you can see the improvement in impact, in cost, but also in collaborations. But let's look at the other kind of more practical, uh, tangible effects. Like when you're working, when we're working with our clients, we see an increase, I, I'd say on average of 10 to 20% of the impact, which can be significant. You know, we have an opportunity to make a huge difference in how we manage our project by taking the time and resources to focus on the project that can provide us with the most benefits, right? And additionally, consulting, when it makes sense, is key for maximizing efficiency. And when you combine those six leverage that were presented to you, you can really increase your ROI significantly. I'm not saying that you will get 50% more impact and then decrease the cost by 30% on each and every project. But by just reducing the number of projects that should not be there and combining that with demand management and design to cost to make sure that you buy what you need and only what you need and in your budget, you can make a difference to your portfolio of project overall. You know, and additionally, by applying structured sourcing and decision-making process, professionalizing your teams, managing your suppliers, building a list of preferred providers, and managing your project, you will be to generate an average 30 to 40% savings. Now, if you combine the 15% impact on the numerator of your error, and 30% cost addiction on the denominator, then you can uplift your average, emphasis on average, ROI by 25 to 50%. And this can be huge because the ROI for consulting is sometimes four to 10 times the amount you're spending in consulting. So if you have invested 100 million in consulting, you should yield 300 to 40 million in return. Per hundred million in return, right? Now, if you get 50% increase in your ROI, you could end up with 600 million after that high. This can be a huge difference on your bottom line. And so, you know, to conclude today's topic, you want to get the most out of your consulting. And for that, you should take in, into account all angles from getting on board with the right project in the first place to controlling cost and managing it effectively. And all the levels were mentioned in the previous episodes should be reviewed. Of course, you should start with your weaknesses, but let's not ignore the improvement that you can build on your strengths too. 
But in a nutshell, it's essential for procurement teams to collaborate closely with business lines so decisions can be taken optimally. So that leads not only to cost savings, but also increased value, resulting ultimately in a 50% increase of your ROI. Indeed, that's by working on both size of the ROI ratio, impact, and cost that you can make the most of your consulting. Well, that marks the end of our podcast today. Thank you for joining us, and let's keep this conversation going. After all, ROI is just one piece of a much larger puzzle. But I hope that you are now better armed to improve the maturity of your consulting sourcing, and you can always come and ask us at Consulting Quest if you need some more information. So keep an eye out for me next week when I return with another fascinating topic. Till then, stay safe and happy sourcing. And if you have any question regarding today's topic or anything procurement and consulting related, remember you can always contact me directly on LinkedIn or by email because I'm always game for a chat. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.